the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Spend any amount of time in numbers and you'll begin to realize it looks a lot like the book of John. Those Old Testament wanderings of Israel, I think you and I can relate to a lot of those wanderings. Let's explore the similarities next, shall we? Coming to you from Grace Bible Church in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. Welcome to today's broadcast of Way of Grace with our teacher, Pastor Jesse Gastan, who returns us to Numbers chapter 33, verses 1 through 14. There's a lot of wandering that goes along with the wilderness experience the Israelites went through. Well, there's a lot of similarities for you and I today as well, and that's where we find ourselves as we return to our study of our series, Arise, Move, and Go. We're in Numbers 33, verses 1 through 14, looking at the deliverance, the training, and the thirst that is actually quenched in Christ alone. Here's Pastor Jesse and today's Way of Grace. They walked down the Sukkah, and then they had to come over to Pihahirah. Do you guys see that? This here, right on, on the edge. That's what the text says, the edge of the what? Red Sea. Do y'all see that? Do y'all know why God said, Israel, I want y'all to stop right here? Because he was setting up a trap against Pharaoh. Y'all believe that? See, he knew Pharaoh was coming. He says, okay, now I need my children to learn how to trust me in the midst of their troubles. Do you see that? Right. See, stop playing games with God. He allow you to get in trouble for his glory. Because all he's going to tell you to do when you get in trouble, trust me and I'll get you out. So here comes your enemy after you. That's what our text will tell, tell us here in chapter 14. Notice what it says in 14 verse 2, uh, verse 3. This is what God says. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. Do you see Pharaoh's vision? He thinks y'all in trouble. He says, I got them now. Them fools and left my house and they got stuck at the Red Sea. And he calls all his army to go after them. This is what we call in football a draw play. Anybody know anything about football? Is God good? Is he a coach? Can he see the end from the beginning? Does God know how to set the enemy up? But guess what you're going to have to learn how to do? You're going to have to learn how to trust God when he shuts you up. Because, see, he'll shut you up to try your faith. And if you're walking by sight, you're going to complain. But if you're walking by faith, God will show you the way out. And the way out is always going to be contrary to the world system. See, without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
All you're going to ever do when you get in trouble is try to work that thing out in your own carnal reasoning. And it's going to be a problem. Am I making some sense? All right, so this is what God is saying. Pharaoh will say, they're stuck. Verse four, we're, we're getting ready to move to it. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. That means God is in control of them. All right, we're getting ready to do some theology. People don't like this, but God is sovereign. Now, let me help you with that. God is sovereign in that he is in absolute control of everybody's decision. That means you make the decision, but God guides it. Like if you make a wrong decision, God knows how to use that for his good. If you rebel against God, he'll take that rebellion and use it to advance his glory. That's what he's doing with Pharaoh, is he not? Pharaoh getting ready to rot. The man just had his firstborn son killed. I think I would be doing something else than trying to rise up against a God that has killed my firstborn, right? But he released Pharaoh from mercy. And this is so important. The saved and the unsaved both have the mercy of God at their availability. But if you shirk that mercy in your pride, he'll let you go. And then your foolishness will be used by God because God's counsel will never be frustrated. You will never be able to work for the devil to destroy God's elect. Every move you make to oppose God's people, God will use it to get glory to himself and to teach his people that he is their shield and exceeding great reward. It's so true. I know this is challenging to you, and this is nothing but basic Bible doctrine. My people here at Grace have been hearing me teach this for 26 years. This is basic Bible doctrine. See, this is what I was saying in the opening of the message. Stop telling God to follow you. Because while you're telling him to follow you, you're walking in darkness. You're not promised fire of light by night, nor cloud of protection by the day. You're not promised that when you get off of the map. Am I making some sense? Once you get off of the GPS of God, then you don't know where you're at. Now I'm going to tell you what you do once you get off of God's GPS system. Crowd! Right away, just say I'm lost. Have you ever been lost? (laughs) Have you ever tried to figure your way back and only dug a deeper hole? And then finally you go, all right, I quit. Okay, I quit. Lord, I need some help. Just somebody come rescue me. And that's how people get saved. Right there. You'll never be saved if you're too proud to say I need help. You'll never get saved. You're going to hell if you don't cry out for mercy. See, and people are so bad off, they're lost and don't even know they lost. How many people y'all know that don't know they lost? And that's pretty bad. Is that bad? Like, like we know we were lost. <laughs> yeah, I know I was lost. But you don't know that you lost is bad, which means God's got to get you lost before he can save you. Right. This is why you parents need to be praying for your kids to get lost. Lord, save them. No, Lord, lose them. Let them get lost and give them an awareness, a cognitive clarity of their getting lost and lost. Yeah, yeah right. Because see, when they get lost and lost, I know it's bad grammar. When they get more and more lost, the anxiety levels will bring them to a what we call a narrow focus point. We talked about narrow focus points. When you get trapped by a narrow focus point, it's called a focus trap. 
Now your energy now is employed as a limbic system for emergency. Right? See, when you're lost, you get anxious. And when you try to figure out every way you can, now you shut up to God, which is exactly where he wants you to be. So God's getting ready to show his people right here at the uh, point of encampment right before crossing over that God is greater than Pharaoh. Is it possible that when God is drawing us to himself, we're glad for all of God's benefit. We're glad he tore up Egypt. We're glad he, he told us the way out of Egypt. We're walking with God headed somewhere, quite not sure where we're going. And then all of a sudden a trial comes and we begin to default to the question, is Pharaoh greater than God? Am I making some sense? Of course we do. And God has to teach you that Pharaoh is not greater than the God that's delivering you. You just have to trust him. So this is what our text is clearly laying out before us. Subpoint uh, C in our outline. So we're dealing with called out of Egypt slavery. We know that we're called to be conformed to the servant sonship of God. That's what Jesus was. Jesus had to trust Jesus, had to trust the father from the time he was in his mama's womb. Did he not? Jesus, you're going to learn this on Friday night. Jesus could not one time act within the confines of his own deity. He couldn't for one moment exercise the prerogative of his divine nature or else he would have ceased to trust his father as his God. Did y'all hear what I just said? And if he had not submitted to the father all the way, even while hanging on the cross, he could have forfeited our salvation if he simply exercised the prerogative to demonstrate his deity rather than his humanity and rather than his sonship because he loved us enough to become the means by which putting the blood on the doorpost would open up the door and let us out of Egypt. Do you see it? This is where we are in our text. I love this. I'm not going to be sitting here long because I want to put you into the second point. But look at it over in um, chapter... Uh, Chapter uh, Numbers chapter 33, verse 7, just basically giving that a summation in Numbers 33, 7. And they removed from Ethan and turned again to Piahora, which is before Belsephon, and they pitched right before Migdal. Pull up the map again. I want them to see it one more time. And then we're going to cross over. We're crossing over. We will not deal. We will not deal. Here we are right here. Here we are right here. All of these people are sitting right here. We're about to cross over. Y'all got that? We're about to cross over. Now, you and I are getting ready to head over to chapter 15 because the crossing was an amazing night, was it not? The children of Israel crying out to the Lord. We see Moses coming. Moses, why did you bring us out here? And Moses cries out to God. God, you see these fools acting up. They want to kill me now. And God says to Moses, Moses, tell them people to be quiet. Literally in the Hebrew, put a muzzle on it. We learned this a couple years ago. Put a muzzle on it. That's the Hebrew terminology for stand still. Did you catch up with me? Put a muzzle. In the Greek grammar, what it implies is allow a restraint system to keep you from uttering unbelief. Because you and I will utter unbelief when we're wrapped up in fear. I'll, okay, can I teach just a little bit longer? And imagine... Moses going around to all 1.2 million. We're going to leave the children out for a moment because the children can't help themselves. 
They didn't ask to be here. They run around with mom and daddy who pretend to know the Lord. Mom and daddy's struggling now. And the kids got to hear all of this vacillation, all of this complaining, all of this arguing. They didn't ask to come here. They didn't ask to be in these predicaments and mama having a fit and daddy having a fit and mama and daddy arguing. What should we do, pastor? Put a muzzle on it. Put a muzzle on it. You know what that means? Stop uttering unbelief. Stop uttering fear. Stop uttering limitation. Stop uttering doubt. Stop uttering anxiety. Stop uttering insecurity. Stop uttering me, 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 me. Put a muzzle on it. If you go open your mouth, you're going to say, we're going to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We're not going to lean on our own understanding. We're going to acknowledge him in all our ways. And we're going to see whether the Lord going to open up a way where there is no way. Or he going to have to come through because he came to save us. We didn't come to save him. All right. All right. See, listen. And, and if we micro apply this to our everyday life, y'all know I'm telling the truth. Make the application every day we're struggling often with. Is there a way out of what appears to be no way? And the answer is yes. Is it true? Listen, hurry up and understand. God always has a way of escape. And the way is himself. God is the way out. All right, so as I said, we get ready to move from here, one, two, three, to crossing over into the wilderness of Etham, okay? Because we're coming down. See this little phrase? What does it say? Mara. That's where we are. Chapter 15. Chapter 15. That's where we are. Under point number two. The training of our what? The training of our what? Training of our appetite. We're here now. We can spend a little time understanding first principles. Did y'all like that journey? Yes. Very important. So we're getting ready to understand some first principles. I'm at Exodus 15, 22. This is after Israel has come through the Red Sea. This is after God has destroyed Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. This is after they have gotten done with the Holy Ghost shouting and dancing and tambourines and Sister Miriam, the prophetess, raising up a big old huckamaboo about what God has done. They're done with the partying, and now they're making their way right down the road. Am I making some sense? Like, when the party is over, it's time to keep it moving. This is what the text will teach us. Look at it. So Moses brought Israel from the what? And they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness, three days, three days in the wilderness, just three days, three days with God alone. I just taught y'all that he brings us into the wilderness to himself. Y'all got that brother Matt? Y'all got that family? Three days with God. I want y'all to learn something now because see God's leading them. Is he leading them? Now, he's leading them way away from their former master. He's leading them away from their former way of life. He's leading them away from the sinful nutritional system of a secular world system that had defined them all throughout their physiology, their emotional, neurological makeup. As I told you, for all intents and purposes, they were Egyptians. 
He is taking them through a process of transformation. Day one that you're saved, you move from what we call a position of justification by faith in Christ to a process of sanctification by the spirit of God. Did y'all hear what I just stated? For those of you who are new to theology, once you're saved, you are positionally the righteousness of God in Christ. You are seated in heavenly places, but you're still down here. And you got to make your way to where you already are in Jesus in glory. So between your position and your permanent status of glory is a process we call what? Sanctification. Good. Those are the three main pillars of theology. Save, sanctify, and then finally secure in our eternal destiny. This is where all of us in this house are right now. We're on a journey. And on that journey, guess what's happening? You're living and dying at the same time. You are living and dying at the same time. Because you and I got to die to the old and we got to live to the new. And so what God knows is he he just bought a bunch of slaves. (laughs) He knows that. He just bought a bunch of slaves and we still operating out that old program. Now we're gods for sure, but we don't know him and we're going to act like we don't know him. And he's going to show us that we've got to learn to know him in order to trust him in order to obey him. I can sense that you guys are keeping up with me so we can make some headway in our point. So under point number two, the training of our appetite. Do you see that? Listen to what the text says in verse 22 and following in Exodus chapter 15. So very crystal clear. The Lord brought them out of the Red Sea, went into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days into the wilderness and they found no water. Here it is. First test. And this is what we are going to call a macro theme. I want you to get that. It's a macro theme. What do we mean by macro theme? It's the big thematic principle running through all of scripture. Remember I told you when we looked at Revelation chapter 12 around verse 15 and the dragon spew out of his mouth, what? Waters of a flood. Didn't I tell you that? See, the enemy is always trying to mimic God. He spews out waters of a flood to try to take the woman out because he knows the woman is designated to a different kind of water. I'm getting ready to teach a little bit here because this is necessary. I thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to a congregation of hundreds and hundreds of people and we live in sunny California. I said, this message really will not go over that well. Now, if I was in Sudan, Africa, it would be different. If I were in the parched lands of India or in the Mojave Desert, somewhere where water is way more precious to people than it is to my California brothers and sisters, then the point that I'm going to make would really come home. But I doubt if there's any one person listening to me, me right now that knows anything about being famished from not having drank water for almost three days. So this, this, this account is going to be alien to you if you don't know how to transfer it to a spiritual dimension. Am I making sense? But for God, water is huge. Water is huge. Water signifies life. It signifies 
life. And that life is always determined by the quality of the water, the contents of the water, the flow of the water, the source of the water. And what God is doing with Israel right now is saying, all right, it's time for you to learn where you get your thirst quenched. Yeah, see, I can tell you right now, a big part of our problem, ladies and gentlemen, is we constantly drink from the wrong wells. And as a consequence, we are drinking the contaminants of a sinful world system. And it's creating diets and habits and thirsts that alienate us from the pure water of the word of the living God. We drink all kinds of contaminated, secular, Egyptian, worldly water with all kind of elements in it that are corrupting, that are contaminating, that are affecting us. They mess your taste buds up. A lot of us have become maladjusted to drinking water. We'll drink anything but pure water. And your body would go through a total metabolic change. If you could drink pure water alone for seven days. A lot of the toxins a lot of the uh, subtle fungi, bacterial elements that come in our food, air, and the contaminant foods that we eat would get flushed out of you. And your cells would go through a mitochondria purging and regenerate, regenerate, and give you more energy. And then you will discover with that energy, you can make right choices because when you have a brain flushed of the toxins, you can think better. Am I making some sense? I haven't even brought it to the redemptive element yet. And the reason why is because I know that some of us here, we actually understand at a greater level how the enemy is working in our world globally to create this Egyptian corruption of a water system that's killing people. We know this. This is not even a doubt. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, when you got to buy your water, you are in a jacked up world. Did you hear me? When you have to buy your water, you have to know the enemy has already found out the way to cut off the water source and bring you into captivity to his system so he can make you sick and make you ill and put you on the hamster wheel of a medical tyranny. Half of your healing comes from drinking fresh water. Tell the truth, preacher. This is why we're so sick. This is why we're so, this is why we're so sick. It's true. And half of us have prided ourselves in being camels. I tell people all the time, man, I'm a camel. I'm a camel. You know what that means? I can go two, three days without water. Isn't that amazing? I can just... Think about yourself. You know, they done told you you should be drinking eight glasses of water a day. Really, it should be 24. But how many of us drink three glasses of water a day? I'm sitting on it for a reason, because these are real people 
in a real wilderness, going through a real thirst, and they're about to be tried for it. Am I making some sense? Now, is God real? Is the world he made real? Are the trials you go through real? Does he care about your physical body as well as he does your soul? And you and I are learning that they both matter, don't they? And I told you the enemy is coming after your body. But to get your body, he's got to get your mind. And God is telling you and me, Pharaoh is not your daddy. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.